Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, yo, this is Big Daddy Kane, and you're listening to another hot interview on The Library with Tim Einenkel on RapStation.com. My guest is simply a legend, a living legend. He's probably heard every introduction about himself possible, so I'll keep this one short. He's produced Nas's first video, Ain't Hard to Tell. He's worked with artists such as Ice-T, Notorious B.I.G., and Public Enemy. He's the hip-hop video pioneer. He's the creator and host of Video Music Box. He's the great Ralph McDaniels. Mr. McDaniels, thank you so much for joining me on the library with Tim Einenkel on RapStation.com. Hey, man, glad to be here, man, and um, thank you for the uh, the introduction. <laughs> no no problem. Uh, so obviously, you know, you turn on MTV, BET, VH1, whatever, right? And it seems that, and you've talked to, you talked about this during the taping of uh, Ice-T's Final Level podcast, but the video doesn't really exist, on, exist anymore on these stations, even though there's video in the title of some of these stations. Wow. But I still get, as someone who works, you know, with Chuck D um, on this radio show, I still get publicists tweeting me, or you know, or artists even tweeting me to tell me to check out their latest video on YouTube. So, how has the purpose of the video changed with being that it's not on TV anymore, but it's now on YouTube? You know, I, I, this is an ongoing thing. Like, you know, I remember when YouTube first came around, and I was like, "This is great." You know, you can watch YouTube and you know see things that. From around the world, you know, you know, I, I found stuff on YouTube that I didn't know existed, you know, as far as videos, and I thought I knew everything about videos. So, um, so it was great. Then there's, you know, things that are just not there that, you know, you know, people say, well, you used to play this on Video Music Box back in the days, in the 80s or the 90s or whatever, and, you know, I can't find it on YouTube, or the artists come to me and they can't find a video that a particular edit maybe that they gave me that they can't find. So it's a gift and a curse. You know, like everybody kind of got used to YouTube mm-hmm. and and just suspects that that's it. You know, whatever's there is there. And that's it, it's something, it can't be anything else other than that because that's what YouTube said. So, but yeah, but yeah, I have videos that, you know, are not on YouTube either because, you know, just nobody just thought about it, or there's a version of it that's not on YouTube, and maybe you know I got the original version. Yeah, back in the days before, you know, let's say MTV Raps, there were videos 
that would just come to Video Music Box because that's the only outlet that we really had. And, you know, it was just a raw version of it. You know, maybe not, you know, cursing or anything like that, but, you know, just some of the images. And then when MTV came around, then you, you know, okay, now this is on a national scale, it's a different audience, a much more general audience, and there's certain images that can't be seen. So they started doing, you know, you'd have to do the MTV version, you know, or the BET version, you know, and you'd have to edit it down. So for whatever reasons, then it became, you know, and I'm sure most people, if they grew up in that era, know when they started blurring out certain images mm-hmm. on shirts and things of that nature. So, you know, I didn't have to deal with any of that because I wasn't, I was not commercial. So, you know, that's, that's where it's at right now. You know, it's, it's, there's YouTube and then there's the, you know, the video music box, you know, kind of era. It's funny because sometimes when I turn on, when I go to YouTube and I look for something, it's something that somebody taped off of my show <laughs> with me talking in the beginning you know, saying, hey, this is really music box and here's whatever, box effects. Right. Uh, they want effects. And, you know, and that's the version that's there. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, this is pretty interesting. So it was somebody who probably taped it on their VHS, you know, back then that's what was the format. And, um, and then just, you know, uploaded it eventually to YouTube and they got a channel with, you know, uh, you know with a bunch of hits, you know. So, hey, it's all good. Do you th- do you think I I know you talked about um, how when you when you started uh, with videos artists artists started realizing kind of how important they were to their album sales also to like I mean as you just mentioned as their notoriety uh, do you yeah. think that do you st- do you think that still is the same today uh, or do you think there's something else that's now more important for album sales or notoriety? Well, I think that the video is uh, is super important. It's probably more important now because people are kind of vain to me <laughs> because they want to see the artist. They want to see what the artist is wearing. They want to see where he's at. They want to see what kind of car he's driving. They want to see what kind of girls he's got around him and all of that kind of stuff. So people put in a lot of thought into, especially on a, a, a major label, you know, a lot of thought, or even on an independent label, they, 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 they put a lot of thought into, you know, what this creating this image, you know, Back in the days, you know, I can remember it was like, okay, you know, we go to your neighborhood where you grew up at, and we shoot the video, and it was as real as possible. You might have went shopping, you know, in your local, you know, hood, and got you some fresh, you know, Air Force Ones and some jeans and a hoodie, and we were good to go. Now it's a stylist and everything that goes along with it, the new look and you know, and you got to have some models. You can't have the homegirls from around the way that just right. look good. You know, so, yeah, it's a big deal. Video is a big deal in marketing. Um, you know, that's all we had back then, you know, was the radio and the video. And, you know, um, and even radio in the, in the 80s was limited. You know, it's not like now where you hear, you know, hip-hop or so-called hip-hop records, um, you know, in the daytime. Mm. You know, where you didn't have that back in the days. You just heard these songs at night, you know, on the radio. And so the video was important because now you got to see the artists and get a little idea of their personality and things of that nature. Now, you know, social media, everything is different. You know, there's all kinds of ways to market yourself. And everything, unfortunately, is 
is you know is a, is like a cumulative thing. It's a you know like okay, I've got you know a million hits, or I've got ten million hits, so I'm a star. And I don't necessarily believe in that, but right. you know, and I don't you know because sometimes it's like you know you just mark you just knew how to place it in different places, and you got a lot of hits. But that doesn't mean that people are going to go out. Quite obviously, now they're going to go out and buy your record. So you know the the some marketing company or some record company said you know go out and get, you know, a million hits and we'll sign you. So some kid from, you know, wherever said, I'm going to figure out how to get a million hits so I can get signed. And even if he bought the hits, you know, he's going to do that and and get himself signed because that's what the guy said in the office to do. And so he gets signed and, you know, it's a, it's a bust because it wasn't really real. You know, people couldn't really feel it. And that happens all the time, you know, but, you know, I can't knock the, the artist or the manager for the hustle because that's what you told them. So they want to be in the game. Mm. So they, they went out and did what you said. So sign me. And now they're on. They're signed to a label where they can't get on a stage. They can't, you know, even make a next single, you know. And so creativity is kind of stunted. You got to figure out how to, you know, turn this person now that you spent all this money in, into something. And it usually goes left ninety five percent of the time. I, I, one thing that was a, uh, I think that really stood out to me when I was reading one of your interviews is that uh, you talked about um, how you, th- you you felt at a point that lyrics were the most important thing when making a good video, because you said pretty much a video is essentially a short movie. Um, and you, you quote, you said, uh, quote, the person that has the best story and some good music to go along with it has the potential to make a great video. Uh, if you give us some history here, do you think, and this is just me maybe, com- uh, you know, comparing apples and oranges, I'm not sure. Uh, but do you think when people, when, 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 when you started out and when you, you know, were doing the video and people started realizing how important the video was, do you think there was, influ- you or the video itself had influence on writing the writing of lyrics? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's plenty of people, artists that have told me that when they did the song and they were making, you know, writing it or recording it, they were thinking about how the video was going to be. Mm. And, um, yeah, so sometimes it's, it's so visual and so vivid that, you know, and you know, artists are so creative that they see that ahead of time, you know, and they know, oh, yeah, oh, man, I can't wait to do a video for this one, you know. Do you, I mean, do you think, I'm not, do you think it, where we are now with videos, I mean, just more of the, uh, I guess, the materialistic part of it, do you think the video itself kind of has to like, blow up, so to say, just to get artists back into writing lyrics, or do you think something else has to happen to get artists to care more about their lyrics instead of being like one-hit wonders? I think that, yeah, once you get in the game and the com- competitiveness of it, you know, it's like you, you you realize that there are artists that are really good that you look up to as an artist that you want to be like if you're really into, if you're paying attention to that. You know, if you just want to collect the money and, you know, you know, eventually your money will run out, so you'll be stuck. But if you really want to, you know, be an artist and you know and just you know really be competitive you know it's like playing basketball like you know there's a guy that knows how to dribble really well 
Mm-hmm. And you can be, you know, fly and have some fly moves, but if you can't dribble really well, you're kind of stunted when you get into the the, the championship, the, the, the competition. And because that guy that can dribble well now is dribbling all day, and he's like, I wish I could dribble like him, then I could get my moves off. So you have to be able to have all of those skills to then be at the top. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the writing skills, you know, which every some people are just, you know, write better than others. That's just a natural thing. That's just it happens. But that doesn't mean that you can't get better at it, you know. And, um, yeah, I think that, I think now that we're getting more lyrical in music, mm-hmm. you know, in, with, with, with young people, you know, some of the music that I listen to. And, I, and you know, and, you know, some people disagree, but I think Drake was one of the people that was the beginning of that, mm. you know. And I'm like, you know, I, I heard of Drake and I didn't know who Drake was. And this is before he was a star. And but, you know, people were into him on the Internet and I started listening to him. And I was like, well, I understand what he's saying and I hear what he's saying. And, I, and he's consistent and he, he got an idea. And it's consistent, and that's part of what writing is. It doesn't have to be, you know, you know, some super duper complex thing. It could just be simple. But you told a story, and that's all the song is, you know, or an idea. And and I'm starting to hear more of that, and um, you know, and that's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, on Ice T's final level podcast, you talked about the amount of videos you have archived and your plans for them. Uh, for you, when did you realize that archiving these videos would not just be important for you, but for the culture? And then also, as hip hop has become more lucrative, has that brought restrictions, uh, legal or otherwise, to your archives? Well, I knew from the beginning that it was going to be important. You know, the archiving. Then that was one of the things I thought about when I was, you know, just starting to pick up a camera that. This, you know, 20 years from now, I don't know how long from now, would be of some value to somebody, you know. Um, so that much I had an idea about. The second part of it is, yeah, people are, you know, are there's a lot of restrictions on, you know, music rights and things of that nature and, you know, you know, making sure you get clearances. You know, there's a, there's, there's a, there's, there could be a, a bunch of great documentaries out about hip-hop, but they didn't get made or they weren't completed because some guy didn't want to clear some music or didn't want to, you know, do this and, you know, and didn't want to go along with it. And it's usually somebody not outside of the culture that didn't, you know, get it mm-hmm. or didn't want to, you know, work with somebody. You know, I've worked on a couple of documentaries and people have come to me and said, you know, like, Ralph, you know, we want to use some footage you may have. And I'm like, okay, fine. And, you know, I could say, hey, this is the standard rate for what documentaries, you know, go for, you know, footage and stuff like that. And, you know, and they're like, we can't pay for that. We don't have it, you know, and I'll work with you, you know, to try to get something done. You know, the Nas documentary, The Time is Illmatic, took those guys like nine years to complete that. Right. And when they first came to me, they were just some guys that were working at, um, at BDT and they wanted, they loved Nas and they wanted to do something with Nas. And they came to me and they were like, you know, we want to use this when we use that. We have no money right now. So we agreed upon like, okay, look, when you get paid, then I'll get paid. Cause mm-hmm. right now, you know, it's sitting here and I'm going to, you know, trust that you're going to do the right thing when you get your money. And they did, you mm-hmm. know, as soon as they got a deal with, Tribeca, and it helped, you know, helped them get the deal with Tribeca, I'm sure, 
that they had such authentic stuff that, you know, they came back to me and said, you're out. Boom. Here's, here's, this, is, this is what we feel we, we can offer right now. And do you, you cool with that? And I said, all right, I'm cool with it. And we did it. But I'm unique. Somebody else would have said, I ain't giving you nothing right. until you pay me. You know, I'm not, I don't trust you. I don't know you. I'm not giving you nothing. But I, I, I believe that that is what stops a lot of great production. That stops a lot of great songs. Um, I'm sure the artists have great songs that are sitting there that they couldn't get the sample cleared on it because somebody just was like, I don't care about nothing. I just want my money, mm-hmm. you know? And and I understand that, you know, and, you know, and that's some people, that it's their property, so they can say however they can treat it however they want it. If it's hip-hop or if it's a car, it doesn't matter. But I think there's... Um, you know, it's it's everything is digital. Everything is you know you can find it wherever it's at. So yeah, you know you got to be on point and you know what you can use and know the know the rules. You know, mm. and when you're when you're out here doing whatever you're doing. I want to touch a little bit on on and you talk about advancing the culture, but also uh, and obviously to advance the culture, I think you have to you know bring in the older generation and the younger generation, right, in order mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. a valid conversation. Uh, but yeah, I feel like a lot of times. Not a lot of times, but sometimes you run into like, and this is not putting old school guys out on the spot, but like you run into old school guys who, if you don't know something, they kind of yell at you for not knowing. Uh, and, you know, and I, as if you're like, what the hell, you know, like what's wrong with you, blah, blah, you know. And then they talk at you and it kind of doesn't help, you know, help the person who wants to learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. It happens all the time. And I tell. Those guys that at one time you were 20, 21, 22, whatever, whatever, you were a young person that was trying to figure out what was going on. And, you know, and when you went to, um, it wasn't hip-hop then, it was like a funk dude or a soul guy or some radio station or some record label, and they talked down to you, you didn't like it. So why would you do that now to somebody else? the same thing that, you know, just, just a natural thing. You you know, you have a passion about something you're trying to learn, you're trying to be involved, you're trying to get in the game, whatever it is, and then somebody screams on you, you feel some type of way. And so that's whack. So why would you do that to to another person right now? Right. And um, it, it, it irks me, and then you want to know why, you know, young people are like, you know, yo, man, Get that old dude, man. He's whack, you know, mm. because now they got an attitude with you, you know, and so it doesn't. So there was no communication. There was no. I talk about this all the time. Since my 25th anniversary, my one of my things is called "We Got to Bridge the Gap." Mm. Bridge the gap between young people and old people, and I'm talking about music, but in general. But that's part of the problem with with hip hop now. And not just hip hop, probably with all genres of music, but I, I'm, I'm only paying attention to hip hop. And so we have to con- connect more, you know, with the oldest, older, you know, guys. Because everything that a young guy is trying to do right now, there's an artist that's done it already. Right. You know, I, you know, I'm pretty sure that you know, if you go and ask Ice, if you're, if 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 Big Sean has a question for Ice T. He probably has done it already. And some way, shape, or form, they can give you some information on how that's going to turn out and what you should do 
you know, to make it go the way you want it to go. You know, if, you know, and and and, and even, I'm, and I see the big star, but even not, even the artist as big as Ice-T, you know, we've done a lot of things. We've traveled around the world. We've done things. We've been in different situations, been in movies, been, been in TV shows, been in commercials, done whatever you can think of. We've done it already. And so it's not new when you're doing it, you know, in 2016, you know. And so don't don't think that this is not something you can ask somebody. And then the older guys have to be open to understand where this dude is at. And he's getting it now. And be able to express something to him and say, hey, man, well, this is the way I dealt with it. And it's what I would suggest you do. But, you you know, you got to do it how you feel. And and be, 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 be aware that, you know, these things... Nothing is new. So open open your mind to listening to young people and young people don't, you know, feel like everybody's like that disgruntled old school dude. <laughs> but is it I mean, is there something I I'm curious, is there something to just also the, the, the I guess the new school guys who I mean, for example, like, you know, Mac obviously the big thing was Macklemore dropping uh, downtown, right? With uh, Mel, Kumo D, and Kaz. And everyone was, yes. all the legends like Big Daddy Kane, Chuck D, were like praising him for doing that because it was reminding, he, he was bringing, you know, paying homage to those before him. Yes. Uh, but is there a, I guess, if you're a young, from a business point of view, if you're a young uh, artist, is there ever a time where young artists do want these guys on it, but their record label just stops them from doing so? Or is that just not even thought about with the young guys? Um, I don't know. You know, in that case, I, I'm not really sure, but I'm sure it's been done before. We've had, you know, a couple of situations where you had some, hey, I, I just listened to a record today with Justin Bieber and Nas rapping on it. Right. And, you know, and I didn't particularly care for it, you know, but, and I don't even know if it needed to happen because Justin Bieber's a big pop star Everybody knows who Justin Bieber is. You know, Nas is, you know, a, a, a legend in the culture and, you know, and a, and, a, and a biggest star in his own right. And, you know, so who's winning out of this right here? Does Nas really care if Justin Bieber's fans? Yeah, he probably does because he wants to get pop, you know. But when I listened to the record, I was like, I don't know. Did that mean anything? You know, so it got to make sense. You know, and some people go, oh, Justin's blowing up, Bieber's blowing up. Like, nobody cares. You know, he's he's good. We know he's good. He's he's a, he's a talented kid. You know, he may do dumb shit, but he's a talented, talented <laughs> dude. So, so does Chris Brown. So, okay, what's the big difference? Right. You know, but, you know, it, it is it is what it is. So, do I, I, I wonder if it makes, to me, creative sense. Now, it may make, financial sense for some people like you know hey look i want to do this record you know with this big pop star or this young pop star who's got mad followers and i like i want to i feel like my audience is getting old i need to get my 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 my, my audience a little younger which makes sense right you know I think, let me test the water and see if young people will check for me and so if the opportunity comes they try it and, and, and maybe it will work you know, you know, and 
In some cases, it does. In some cases, it's hot for a second, and then nobody. Knows. Yo, let me tell you about you know back in the in the early '90s, man. We took it uptown. We went to the Bronx. You know, video music box was going everywhere, man. And we went to this spot. They used to try to call it the Fever, but really it was called the Devil's Nest. And my man Fat Joe used to be there. A lot of DITC cats um, digging in the Craze Crew. And and one night we went up there and we had a uh, album release party for this kid from Queens. Go by the name of Nas, Nasty Nas, you know, and, and the buzz was crazy on Nas. The album was called Illmatic, now, you know, classic. Nas got on stage, the whole Queens Bridge, because anytime you went to another borough, you was from Queens and you went to the Bronx, you had to roll deep, went uptown. Nas got on freestyle, did every song off the album. Actually did the album with different beats because he had a DJ with him, big up to the DJ, L.E.S. And, um, and that's what hip-hop was all about back in the days, you know. That's what it's all about, man. Yo, check this out. This is Chuck, your public enemy. You are tuned in right here, right now to the library. Keep it locked with Tim Inigo right here on RapStation.com. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.